it's transfer portal season, apparently, because, I mean, at the time of recording this, today's been a while. So we'll talk about who the Gators might be interested in taking from the transfer portal. And we'll wrap up by talking about Gators men's basketball coach Mike White maybe being on the hot seat, or should he be on the hot seat? And Keontae Johnson maybe coming back? Only here on Locked On Gators. You are Locked On Gators, your daily podcast on the Florida Gators. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome back to another episode of Locked On Gators, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks for making Locked On Gators your first listen of the day. We are available daily and free wherever you listen to podcasts. Today's episode is brought to you by Sonos. Sonos is the official sponsor of ESPN College Football. Go to Sonos.com to learn more. Happy Tuesday. I am Brandon Olson. You can find me on Twitter at WNS underscore Brandon. I'm also the founder of WholeNineSports.com. You can find all my written work. Today's apparently Transfer Portal Tuesday because, you know, yesterday we talked about who we are losing to the Transfer Portal, Jacob Copeland, Muhammad Diabati, fun stuff. Uh, maybe Chris Bogle. I still don't know. We don't know. We haven't had an update on that. But uh, today we're going to talk about some names that the Gators can bring in. And I'll start off by saying that some names just aren't going to be mentioned. Uh, Zach Evans from TCU, Cameron Ward from Incarnate Word. I think they're both phenomenal players, uh, but I don't think Billy Napier is going to look at them. Same thing with guys like uh, Bo Nix and Keaton Slovis. It's just not guys that we're going to. I don't think a quarterback is someone or a high caliber quarterback is someone that Billy Napier will be looking to bring in from the transfer portal. But Guys that he might be looking at, Eli Ricks. E- Eli Ricks is certainly a name that the Florida Gators are going to look at, that the Florida Gators should look at. Eli Ricks is, he's just, he's so good. Uh, <laughs> I, I'm very happy that he hit the portal. It was weird when it happened because, you know, uh, last year people were like, oh, or even this year too, people were like, oh, Derek Stingley. Uh, Derek Stingley and Eli Ricks, they're, they're, they're so amazing. They're so good. They're so this. They're so that. And then what happened? And then what happened? Now, Stingley likely draft Eli Ricks in the transfer portal. Phenomenal cover man. And I, like I said, like I don't, I don't think there's necessarily a need at corner right now. I very openly said I love the corners that we have on the roster. Jason Marshall, Avery Helm, Jaden Hill is coming back. Travis Johnson is a nickel. It, it, it's a great secondary that we have. I. Kair hasn't officially declared, so I guess including him, uh, he's gone. Sorry, if that got anybody's hopes up, sorry, he's gone. Uh, but Eli Ricks is just another guy where it's like, you can never have too many DBs. There are a few things you can never have too many of. DBs, wide receivers, uh, O-linemen, those, those are the three things you can never really have too many of. Quarterbacks, you can have too many of because you got quarterback battles, and that's a striking thing. But DBs, wide receivers, O-line, edge rushers, things you can never have too much of. And so why not? If Eli Ricks is someone who maybe might be interested in coming down to Gainesville, make it happen. We've got Corey Raymond here, the new cornerbacks coach. He's from LSU. He helped build LSU to be DBU with Eli Ricks. And so, I mean, why not, why not kick the tires on that possibility of bringing in a five-star corner? And then you've got Edge Jared Verse, who is a really fun one because – Jared Verse entered college in 2019. 
He wasn't a highly sought after recruit. I don't think he even was a like ranked recruit with any stars. He went to Albany and uh, I, I live in New York. If you know anything about Albany's football program, it's that the great Danes, not a great program, but Jared verse. Hey, every now and then Albany gets their NFL players. Every now and then there's an NFL player that goes to Albany. Jared verse that next guy uh, this year, he had 52 tackles, 11 and a half tackles for a loss, nine and a half sacks. He could give the Gators some juice off the edge, especially if Chris Bogle does follow through with his transfer to either Michigan State, Kentucky, or wherever it also may be. Those are just the two schools that are predicted right now or expected right now to be in the running. But if you do lose Chris Bogle, you've got to be looking for an edge rusher to bring in some juice and bring in some pass rush. And that could be Jared Verse. You know, he, he wouldn't be expected to be a the elite edge rusher or the alpha edge rusher that's Brenton Cox Jr. That's Princely. And then why not just bring, or if Chris Bogle stays, Chris Bogle too. Why not just bring Jared Verse in to be that guy that can contribute off the edge and you can give those rotations, the, the rotations on the D-line. We've spoken about this so much. Patrick Tony, the co-defensive coordinator, who was the defensive coordinator at Louisiana under Billy Napier. He loves to rotate his defensive linemen in. Bring in Jared Verse. Get another edge rusher there. Again, you've got two stand-up edge rushers on pretty much every play. Bring in Jared Verse to be one of those guys and let him raise up. He's a redshirt freshman, or he just finished his redshirt freshman year. So he's got multiple years of eligibility. You don't even need to make the promise that he's going to play early. You could just make the promise that, hey, we can play you early, and we can get you to the NFL. That's something that Florida can do is get people to the NFL. So Jared Verse could be a big name to bring in. Next name that I wanted to talk about a little bit is Mohamed Momo Sanogo. He's a linebacker from Ole Miss. I've been a big fan of his for a while now. He played Will or started at Will linebacker and Mike linebacker this year. If you don't know, Will is the weak side. Mike is the middle. Um, so weak side is, of course, not the side with the tight end and all that fun stuff. Uh, so Mohamed Sanogo is that guy, Momo Sanogo. He could play there. We've, we're losing Diabati to the transfer portal. Ventro Miller to, to the pros. Almost definitely. I believe he's out of eligibility. Uh, he might be able to extend it with a COVID year or a medical redshirt year or something. Eligibility's wild. But we've got linebacker spots opening up. Tyron Hopper is likely filling one of them. Then you may have guys that you want to fill the other spot, but no one's really claimed anything. Bring in Momo Sonogo as a guy who can play solid coverage, can play solid against the run, and, you know, gives you a little bit of versatility here. Again, this is a 4-2-5 defense most likely coming in. So two linebackers are going to be on the field, but it's also with Patrick Tony, who likes to rotate a ton of his players, and a lot of guys are going to play next year for Florida. Just, just get used to that, that there are going to be a lot of guys playing. Mohamed Sonogo, I believe, has one year left of eligibility to really contribute early on. And I don't want to, I don't want to say where I know this from. Um, but I, I do know that he has spoken at least to Billy Napier about the possibility of coming to Florida. So that's certainly something to keep an eye on where Muhammad Sonogo could be someone that we're talking about to be a Florida Gator this year. Anybody else make money this weekend? I know I didn't. It was, it was a rough one. But online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your sports action. Florida really screwed me with the Maryland game. Uh, I'll say that one. I'll, I'll, I'll say it threw some bones on that one. Um, and it did not work out at all. 
Thanks, Gators. I wish I could have bet on Florida Gators women's versus Florida State, but not really think whatever. Bet online covers award shows, TV shows, and reality TV with real-time updated odds and props on almost <clears throat> anything you can imagine. It is the best way to place your bets and it's 100% free to sign up. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. Make sure to use promo code locked on. That's L O C K E D, no space, O N. All right, college football fanatics, have you heard about Prize Picks? Prize Picks is a daily fantasy made easy. I love it, and I know you will too. Prize Picks offers every sport you can think of. I'm talking NFL, college football, NBA. College basketball, MLB, soccer, MMA, and more. PrizePix offers more college football props than anyone in the world. And you got bowl games coming up. This is your last chance to do it for the year. Bowl games. Make some money off it. Go nuts. Go crazy. Now, for all the star players of the Power Five, like, uh, we'll, we'll give Jacob Copeland a shout again because it's going to be his last game as a Gator, as well as players you might have never heard of, like, Bryant Kovac and Bryce Mitchell for Toledo, who'd play Metal Tennessee State in the bowl game. Bahamas Bowl, by the way. Prospects allows mixed sport entries, so you can take the over on Colin Castleton blocks with the under on Nina Rickard's three-pointers. Yeah, that's right. That's right. We're going men's basketball, women's basketball. Don't hesitate. Check out prospects.com or go to the App Store and download the app today. Prospects is a daily fantasy made easy. Thanks for making Lockdown Gators your first listen of the day. We are available daily and free wherever you listen to podcasts. Looking at some more transfer portal names for this second segment, we've got wide receiver Theo Weiss. Uh, we are losing wide receiver Jacob Copeland. Of course, that sucks. We might be losing Justin Shorter. Uh, that's another name. Jordan Pouncey is, I believe, out of eligibility. I get it. Jordan Pouncey wasn't like a big contributor to the team, but hey, he was on the team. He was there depth-wise. He was there for special teams. He was one hell of a special teams player. But Theo Weiss is a wide receiver that has hit the transfer portal. He was previously at Oklahoma. He was a five-star recruit coming out of high school. He's a four-star as a transfer. Spent three seasons at Oklahoma, and he entered the transfer portal after Lincoln Riley ditched Oklahoma for Southern California because he's just a jerk. In 2020, Theo Weiss had a solid season, but what I really like about him is that he's a big-bodied receiver that could contribute immediately. And I know that we have big-bodied receivers already. Xavier Henderson's a pretty big boy. If Justin Shorter stays, pretty damn big boy. Theo Weiss could be another guy. And, you know, I know I said you can never have too many receivers. I think when you look at this Florida team, you can never have too many big-bodied receivers either because you look at Anthony Richardson, who is presumably going to be the starting quarterback next year. He's not super accurate, even if it's Emory Jones. Not super accurate, but I'm talking specifically about AR because AR likes to take those deep shots. And when you take a deep shot and you've got a big-bodied receiver and you're already pretty inaccurate, it makes it a lot easier for your team to come down with those catches and get big plays vertically downfield. So Theo Beast is someone that I really, really genuinely want to come to Gainesville. I think that Anthony Richardson and him could have a phenomenal connection. Uh, I, I think that it'd be really great, and I think that AR does need those big-bodied receivers. So if you could bring in more, hell, bring them in. Next up is it's a he's a defensive back uh, who's Javon Hall from Miami, which I know is like a lot of people are like, <laughs> but uh, no, he's a safety that he plays a lot of slot corner as well, which is one of the reasons that I actually do really like him 
because you look at guys and we ha- we have that already. You know, we have Jadarius Perkins, who's a safety that plays slot corner or a corner that plays safety, however you want to say it. Travis Johnson is, you know, uh, he's one of those guys like it's like, oh, like, yeah, he can play safety, he can play slot corner, but he plays almost exclusively slot. Ron Hall is just another guy that can slide in and maybe not be a big starter, but hey, you know what I've mentioned repeatedly today? And you know what I will continue to mention? I mean, this is going to be the last time I mention it today, or at least during this conversation, but Patrick Tony likes to rotate his players in. So getting another defensive back, and again, you can never have too many DBs, but bringing in another defensive back could be huge for this defense because, again, they're going to rotate a lot. But Gervon Hall, he could step in and compete immediately for a starting spot because assuming Trey Dean is gone, that leaves an open safety spot for Florida. And then it that's, I mean, we've got Rashad Torrance. We've got guys that can fill in, of course. But we don't know, like, Corey Kiley and uh, Dominic Millen are two guys that I really like that we brought in this year. But uh, no one's just going to hand them anything. Billy Napier's not just going to hand you anything. We know that. So bring in Gervon Hall. Let him compete for a spot. If he gets it, he gets it. If he doesn't, he doesn't. I'm high on the safeties. I've said that. But add more. You'd be fools to not show interest in these guys. It's a talent acquisition business. Acquire talent. It's as simple as that. And the final guy that we are going to talk about today is Sione Finau. He is an interior offensive lineman. He's he's a guard. I realize we say interior offensive lineman a lot because it's like guard, left guard, center, right guard. Uh, Sione Finau has played exclusively left guard at Florida International this year. And I think he's someone that... You've got to at least kick the tires on here. I realize that I've said that multiple times today, and don't worry. I hate myself, too, for it. But Florida's struggled on the offensive line for years now. The offensive line's been ugly throughout. (laughs) Finau is at least familiar operating in both gap and zone blocking schemes, although assuming that this Florida offense next year is going to look very similar to what Louisiana's offense looked like this year, it's going to be primarily zone blocking, which again, we're we're going to take weeks where for tape Tuesdays, we break down all this stuff. But for now, we're talking about specifically Sony for now fitting in this scheme. And if it looks like last year's, like this past year's Louisiana offense, it's going to be very zone blocking dominant, which is fine. Sony for now has experience gap blocking and zone blocking. He has solid size for a guard. He's 6'3", about about 300 pounds. Uh, he's already used to that Florida humidity playing at FIU. So I think you've got to kick the tires. You need O-line help. There's not a ton of offensive line talent in the transfer portal, I, but I wanted to get at least one guy in there. Um, and he's one where it's realistic to say, like, hey, we, like he, he's someone that we might bring in. He's leaving FIU, presumably, to go to a bigger program. So, Sione, for now, you're already used to Florida. You're already in Florida. Come on to Gainesville, you know, get 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 paid afterwards or get paid during. Gators Collective is a fantastic NIL initiative, so get paid during. But I think Florida, you know, you've really got to be active in the transfer portal because we know that early signing day is going to be a train wreck for Florida, and Gators fans are going to go ape-ish about it. So we know that early signing day is going to suck. National signing day might suck. It, it might, you know, but luckily Florida's – in the middle of a cycle where there's been so many big changes where there are so many recruits decommitting. So maybe Florida can kind of pick up the pieces because we've had Oklahoma's got a new coach. LSU's got a new coach. 
Uh, Texas is just a dumpster fire. I don't care. I, I get that they don't have a new coach, but I, they suck. TCU's got a new coach. There are so many changes. Oklahoma State just lost their defensive coordinator. I'd imagine they're going to lose recruits because of that too. Clemson lost their offensive coordinator, defensive coordinator, and not that it really matters for recruiting, but athletic director. So there's a lot of changes. Florida is very lucky where maybe recruiting works out for them. Maybe it doesn't, but you got to be active in the transfer portal. If you're going, if you're, if you've got the opportunity to take advantage of it, you've got to do so. And the transfer portal is the perfect way for Florida to make some stuff happen. The holidays are right around the corner and finding the perfect gift is tricky. Omaha Steaks makes it easy to send friends and family an unforgettable gift that is guaranteed to be loved. Go to omahasteaks.com and enter college into the search bar to order the perfect gift package. For $99.99, you'll get 24 entrees like the world-famous bacon-wrapped filet mignons, which are delicious, chicken breasts, sides, desserts, and so much more. When you use the code COLLEGE, you'll also get an eight additional Omaha Steaks burgers free with your order. We've all heard the reports about shortages and shipping delays, so don't wait. Order the perfect gift package today at omahasteaks.com, and you'll get eight free burgers when entering the code COLLEGE. Achieving greatness, or achieving gifting, Greatness, really, with Omaha Steaks. Incredible flavor, incredible value, and 100% guaranteed. OmahaSteaks.com. Use the keyword college. Now we're talking about basketball again. And the first thing I want to talk about is something I've seen so much of. Should Florida Gators basketball coach Mike White be on the hot seat? Whew. All right. Um, <laughs> it, it's a little weird for me to talk about because, I, like I said, I don't like to call for people's jobs. And I'm not going to call for his job right here. But I will say. I've openly said I'm not a huge fan of Mike White. I said it when he got extended this summer. I went on, I came on Lockdown Gators and I said, it seems like Florida is settling for mediocrity. Like you're, you're, you've extended mediocrity. It seems like you are settling for mediocrity in basketball. And I, I hate seeing the argument of people go, it, it's the Dan Mullen argument that people make where with Mike White, people are like, well, what if we hire someone that's worse? I don't think that's the same argument. You know, it's it's people are making the same argument, but I don't think it has the same validity or strength to say, what if we hire someone worse? Because then no one would ever fire a head coach. What I do think with Dan Mullen was, what if we hire someone worse was valid because Dan Mullen, he was a good coach. No matter how you feel about him, I don't care. He was a good coach and he showed the potential that he could be a great coach. He just didn't do some of the little things. He couldn't cut ties. And that's what I mean. And that's because he didn't work out. Simple as that. When you look at Mike White, he's a good coach. I, I do think Mike White's a good coach. But I, I don't know if he's ever shown he can be a great coach. And when you're looking at the Florida Gators, it's like, well, there's the Gator standard, you know, where you, you got to be great. You know, it's greater to be a Florida Gator. And Mike White is a good coach, but I don't think he's ever shown that he's capable of being a great coach. And that's why, personally, I, I don't want him to stay around much longer. Like this season, we'll see how it goes. If he improves, then great. But so far, the way this season is looking, uh, it, it's been a tough schedule, but it's looking very underwhelming, um, which sucks. But I, I, I think he's shown us that he's a good coach and nothing more. He'll get you to March Madness, and I don't know if he'll able if he'll ever really take you on a deep run 
And he kind of worries me because it's like, oh, like he'll get you to March Madness. I don't want that to be the okay point. I don't want it to be like, well, as long as we make the March Madness tournament, we don't give a damn. You're going to stay. I want it to be if you can make the March Madness tournament every year of your life. But if you don't make a deep run, if you don't make deep runs and you don't look competitive and you aren't threatening for a natty, then get the hell out of the program. It's as simple as that. that that's where I'm at with it. I, I, I think Mike White's fine. But I don't think he's good enough to bring Florida to national dominance and national prominence. And that's why I don't think he's going to stay much longer. And then another thing that we're going to talk about basketball, uh, not Mike White related. Or I guess Mike White related because he's a coach, but Keontae Johnson. Uh, Keontae Johnson, he released a highlight video yesterday morning at the time of recording this t- this morning. Um, it, the video is titled The Rebirth. And of course, he afterwards, he posted tweets where he was like, you know, a year ago is when I fell literally on my face uh, in public and I fell in front of everybody. And, uh, you know, I had so many prayers, so many this, so many that. Um, And then I prayed and I got a lot closer to God and my faith has been built. Um, And so he's like, I'm calling this portion of my life now the rebirth. And Florida Twitter exploded because it's like, oh, hey, like, like Keontae Johnson's coming back. Keontae Johnson's coming back. This is huge. It's huge. It's awesome. It's so cool. I am going to uh, tether my expectations. I don't think it means that Keontae Johnson is coming back just yet. As awesome as that would be, especially with this current state of the basketball team, I don't think Keontae Johnson is coming back just yet. Uh, I, I watched the video. And I read the tweets and I saw everything I could about it. And what I took away from it was that he's decided to continue fighting to come back. Because um, a couple of weeks ago, maybe maybe a month or two ago at this point, you know, Keontae Johnson, it came out that he was deciding between trying to come back and play for Florida, transferring to play elsewhere, um, or essentially calling it quits and cashing out on a multi-million dollar insurance policy that he has on his career should he not be able to play should his career end early it's supposed to basically supplement some money he could have made in the nba so i i take it as he's decided he's going to keep fighting and trying to come back to be a florida gator i don't think it means that he's back but I mean, it's still good news, and it's great to be optimistic about it. I don't mean he. I don't think it means he's back yet. I think it means that he's going to continue fighting to come back, and I think that's awesome. And I, I, I hope that it works out for him, and I hope he comes back, and I hope he is a Florida Gator until he goes pro and makes millions and millions of dollars. And that insurance policy is like, what? Ew! Imagine if I took that. Thanks for making Lockdown Gators your first listen of the day. Every day we are available daily and free wherever you listen to podcasts. Don't miss out tomorrow as we'll keep up with the latest on the Florida Gators football team as always. Now make your second listen Lockdown Bets, your daily one-stop shop for all of your gambling needs. Lockdown Bets, hosted by your boy Q with expert analysis and insight from Lee Sterling. For Lockdown Gators, I'm Brandon Olson. Don't forget to follow me on Twitter at WNS underscore Brandon. You can find all my written work with Whole9Sports, that is W-H-O-L-E. And I any sports, and I will see you all tomorrow.